And it makes us look like we know what we're doing. Or it makes us really look like we don't know what we're doing. Mm. Well, no, I, we know what we're doing. I mean, we, we know enough that we know that something is wrong. <laughs> we don't know how to fix it, but we know how to fix it on the back end or the the front end. Fix on I mean, the back end. Hey, it, we, we know how to fix it in post. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So... Turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew and over there is Brandon. That's me. Ow, my, my elbow. Are you a cat? You just said meow. Meow. Uh, you can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash at namely nineties. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash namely nineties, also with a nine zero S and get signed up for one of our support levels. Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, no, I, I went to dodgeball tonight and uh, I like, I got home and like, I should ice my, my right elbow. Uh, cause I could feel it. I, 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 I felt it click <laughs> and Ew. yeah, but now that I'm sitting down, <laughs> it's my left elbow. That's like, if I raise it above my shoulder, <laughs> kind of hurts earlier. I was just like doom scrolling through videos on Facebook, which are mostly just from YouTubers who were famous like 10 years ago. <laughs> and when I went to move my elbow, it popped really loud. Yeah. I got a case of tennis elbow from my phone. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I've been putting in way too much time on the new Pokemon game on my on handheld mode on my switch, which I don't know why. Cause I have this giant monitor here. I can play it on. Oh, did you see what we were doing the other night? <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, we were, you know, the little um, beads that you arrange and you melt them together and they like, I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're called either. But we got Macro the miniature May. ones. <laughs> And they're like tiny. No, it's like they're little plastic um, cylinders with a hole in the middle. And you arrange them on like a little thing with pegs mm-hmm. in like a design. And then when you want to melt them together, you put an iron over the top. And it like, what are those yeah, called? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're called. I don't think so, I ever knew what they're called. But, but I know what you're talking about. Like the micro version of that <clears throat> by mistake. And so we had, we had these like tiny tweezers. Uh, but uh, we were making little Pokemon. Um, yeah figures and watching Pokemon Indigo League while doing it. Nice. They, uh, they turned out really well. The Bulbasaur is, uh, I think it's the one I saw completely. It looked great. Interesting thing. Yes. The first, like, I don't know about music. The first, like one or two bars of the Pokemon Indigo League theme Mm -hmm. song sounds exactly like the outro music that plays at the end of Cobra Kai. It's very oh, weird. Yeah, kind of, well, it's it is very like eighties rock. Yeah, like it's like identical. It's it's pretty much identical. But then the uh the Pokemon rap at the end, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like catch them, catch them, gotta catch them all. Eighties white catch people rapping. Oh Pokemon. gosh, it's so bad. Uh, but so good. Are bucks. But so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's also drilled into my brain. I could probably pull a Poke rap out of nowhere. Um. It's be drilled into your brain. Impressive, most impressive. But I just thought it was funny because there he his little caterpillar one evolves into a metapod, mm-hmm. and then there was like some joke on the internet about using Harden and how like it was like an ED joke, <laughs> like he he used Harden, it was not effective or something, right? Uh, uh, should we just do a deep dive on the Pokemon Indigo League uh, in the new year? Like, because we're three, uh, like, this is the last three episodes <laughs> of our current format of Naming 90s. Um, and uh, we haven't is, decided uh, yeah. what the next season, we don't know what the January 2nd episode is going to be like. Um, Not yet, but we will soon. Yeah. Oh, it's like two Metapods. One is still in the bed and one sitting at the end with a tear <laughs> in his eye that says, Metapod, Metapod used Harden, but it failed. <laughs> 
that's pretty good. <laughs> to be fair, uh, I learned a little bit about um, the the new Pokemon game. Kind of teaches you what how all those stat boosts are calculated, and there is a ceiling to how many times you can use Harden and increase your stat stats, which is four times, uh, and it increases fifty fold, I think, or. 50%. So you can have a, a 200% boost. Uh, every, anyway. Anyway, it brought back all the feels, but then my left, like my finger and thumb, my tweezing fingers mm-hmm. were very sore at the end of that. So we both have sore hands from Pokemon. But I made uh, a per- pretty convincing Pikachu. Also, what's cuter than fat original Pikachu? Right. Uh Spoilers, we are doing a Pokemon for one of the 12 days of Christmas specials, uh, our third annual, which is coming up uh, on January, nope, <laughs> December, December 23rd, 1st. It starts 21st. on the 21st. You were literally just commenting. No, I meant the Pokemon it, episode. The Pokemon oh, the Pokemon episode, episode uh, is, you're right, it is either the 23rd or the 24th. It's the 24th. The band episode, so that's a fun banter item the band episodes oh yeah it is a band episode uh, yes. of pokemon yes. I was like, not, not of namely 90s i was like they're the, rock they're the republicans haven't gotten to us yet no i i thought you meant b-a-n-d like there's a band coming oh right yeah <laughs> I was like yeah. uh okay um i wasn't aware of this what, uh, what 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 band is coming to the show uh but yeah um get get ready for that you you remember listeners out there that that's kind of the thing we do to to give back to you and to give back to our little indie podcasting community make new friends bring old friends on it's uh it's 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 awesome and if you are listening and are a friend of the show and didn't make it into the 12 episodes we did this december um, i'm sure guests will be some part of our new format right exactly i was gonna say we at least we've been talking about having guests on more often throughout the year. So um, we will definitely be hitting you up because we need friends and you are our <laughs> friends. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, we always appreciate you giving that a download and supporting our, uh, our podcast friends that come on and take the time to chat with us about terrible 90s holiday episodes of television yeah none of them are none of them are good really i mean not great you know so far like we're six in the can and um the problem is like even the holiday episodes of good shows yeah are still not great they're just not a good example of the show Uh, yeah a good they're they're like a good handful of uh, we have had people say over the last three years of doing this um this isn't the best example of the show that I love. <laughs> exactly. Cause they, yeah. they kind of have to move <clears throat> away from the, the core concepts to <clears throat> cram in a Christmas episode. Got to break the mold. There was a power Rangers episode where they didn't even morph, <laughs> which I was told might not be the only episode that they've never in the well, it was 25 very year run might not be the only episode they never morphed in, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> They didn't really even fight in that episode. It's morphin time. <laughs> uh, no, they're just going to steal a pinata and throw it out. <laughs> I hate your ethnic Christmas. That was basically what. The <laughs> Did, didn't one didn't Rocky like grab the um, the menorah and like throw it away? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Andrew doesn't know this, but the gr- original Green Ranger, Tommy, uh, passed away um, over the weekend. Last weekend, I think it was. Uh, or t- listeners two weekends ago now um uh jason david frank he was kind of he came back a few times he did some guest appearances he he even had like another season that he came back on early on so um just rip to the max jdf um rest in peace green ranger uh white ranger black ranger red ranger other red ranger he, he he did it he did it all um yeah just uh ripped to the max because well uh yeah and uh, you know if if you're 
if you need to talk to someone, uh, the new the new uh, U.S. domestic suicide hotline is nine eight eight, I believe. Yes, 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 it is. Yeah, talk to anyone, no questions asked, etc. I don't think that's what. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, like it's it's anonymous. Oh yes, exactly. Yes. So yeah, this suicide. might mean by no questions asked. I mean, they'll probably yeah. ask some questions like. Are you Tell me okay? about what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I meant like <laughs> anonymous. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We're good at this. Should, should we get, should we get into it? Yeah. Um, we love you out there. It's the holidays. Yeah. Um, we, well, it's going to be rough. I didn't, yeah. I didn't start my timer. <laughs> it's okay. This is going to be rough. Is it? It's an early, it's an early nineties episode. I, there's actually some stuff on here. All right. I've seen. All right. Well, Let's get into it. So why don't you tell us what was going on in December of 1990? Travel back with me, listeners, if you will, to December of 1990. On the 1st, the British and French workers meet in the middle of the Channel Tunnel under the English Channel in the Channel. Yeah, I I hate the word channel. (laughs) I despise Uh, it. Channelingus. uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like when they try to talk to each other inside the tunnel. Yes. Channeling us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the second, the first time uh, so there yeah. on the second for the first time, there are 12 people in space simultaneously. For those of you that don't know, the ISS hasn't always been there. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Before it's just like a monkey on a bottle rocket, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, I believe the first living uh, creature in space was a Soviet dog. And that's not a, that's not a slight at the Russians. Uh, look it up. Uh, was it a first, like Spotnik or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, her name was like uh, a Russian it, spits. Isn't that what it, I think it's the spits. Yeah. The Russian. It um brown, brown it's a brown dog. That's yeah, Russian Spitz is a dog. Well, the dog is pretty cute, actually. I don't remember the name. It's like Sophie. No. Anyway, they base they based a Marvel character Cosmo uh, after it. On the third, uh, did I say a Russian character? A Marvel character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the third, ABC gets a lot. Oh, uh, that reminds me. I was like, I was scrolling through Facebook and I yeah. saw this like clickbait article and they accidentally said MUC instead of MCU. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a really authoritative article. It's the muck. The muck. <laughs> it's like the muck and the dick, right? Or, or the muck bang. That's where the, the muck and the dick you. <laughs> what? Oh, the, the DC DCU, guys, yes. right? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, slap that on a shirt. Uh, on the third, ABC gets a lot of letters written to them about airing Madonna's music video for justify my love, which, uh, features the singer simulating sex, wearing full lingerie and also some androgynous themes to it on. And they air it on nightline music video. The music, uh, Jesus, Brandon, uh, the music video ends up getting banned from MTV and other networks worldwide. I actually watched this. Um, I think this kind of stuff is the, what that character in the Simpsons is based on the one that's like, someone think of the children who oh, will think of the children. Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Yeah. It's always like, it's kind of, I think it's kind of a commentary on this kind of like letter writing crap that used to happen. Yeah. Well, that, and, um, just, I thought you were going for Murphy Brown. <laughs> you know, she, she had a child by herself on the show. Murphy Brown. Well, we can't be having that. Yeah. Uh, on the seventh, Ted Turner and Jane Fonda get engaged. That's, uh, uh Tedulous Turner of, uh, Turner classic movies. And uh, I believe he owns something called the Turner broadcasting something. TBS. TBS. The place you go to watch the big bang theory again. <laughs> yes. Who, who were nice enough to give Conan a show for. Yeah. Yeah, after NBC robbed him. On the 15th, Rachel Bra- Brosnahan is born <laughs> from the marvelous Miss Maisel. Is she related to Pierce Brosnahan? <laughs> yes. Pierce uh, Brosnahan. Daughter of Pierce Brosnahan. Uh, on, the, <laughs> on the 20th, the world's first website and server go live at CERN in Australia. 
Austria. Yeah, not Australia, mate. Yeah, I actually did that in this high school. A kangaroo gets loose inside of it. It's bouncing around. I think it was my junior year and I was taking physics. Uh, Something about packets. No, that's not a good joke. And I had to do a report on CERN and I was like, or the Large Hadron Collider. And it's like, it's located at CERN, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be hard to discern between those two countries. Uh, you're, you're, you're full of beans tonight. On the 20th, <laughs> also on the 20th, JoJo is born. Do you know who JoJo is? As in, is that JoJo Siwa, the girl with like the purple hair or the rainbow hair? No, JoJo Siwa, I think, is under 20. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot about that. You're right. This is Jojo of Casey and Jojo fame. Uh, They had a song. They had a song. Casey and Jojo. That's, yes. That's KC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all coming back. So not Jojo Siwa at all. No. A little bit more diverse. Um. Which is saying something because uh, she's. Uh, What's the one there. song I would know of theirs? I do not know. Casey and JoJo. Well, I hate their whole aesthetic, though. Also, not a woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking of the other one. Okay, fine. Uh, clearly, uh, I did my timeline wrong. I also um, also picked the wrong. It's not Casey and JoJo. It's just JoJo. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very confused. <clears throat> it's not of Casey and JoJo fame. Uh, JoJo singer. That's the right one. This that, is Joanna Noel Levesque. Yes. November or December 20th, 1990. Yes. So it's what? Best known for uh, okay. her single Baby It's You and or leave parenthesis get out i have uh, no idea who this is clearly neither do you as it turns out <laughs> no i recognize her i just didn't realize i always just said casey and jojo uh her first top five billboard hot 100 hit is too little too late that song i remember so that's the one that you would know ah uh, okay anyway that was a bit of a diversion uh tom cruise on the 24th marries nicole kidman Nicole kid, but not Nicole Adultman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the 27th, Edmonton Oilers beat the Calgary Flames for their 500th franchise win, setting a record for the shortest games to miles to this milestone, which is 915 and the best record to that point, which is a point six one two winning percentage at 520 uh 295 to uh 120 and that's wins ties losses i don't remember how hockey and you know it. who played for edmonton from 1979 until 1988 the great one wayne wayne gretzky, gretzky. <laughs> Uh, found, uh, yeah, so they were founded in the 79 to 80 season. Uh, meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Seattle Kraken might reach this goal by the end of the next decade. Hey, again, I'll have you know they're actually 10 1 and 1 in their last 12 games, which is pretty shocking. True, but what is what is is that the season record or is that your no, magical season- baseball number? No, um, Seattle Kraken. also on the 28th, David Archuleta is born. They are currently. Second in their division at 15, five and three. That's better than last year. Trailing only the golden Knights. Golden Knights are pretty good. Uh, the 28th or do, do, do you remember David Archuleta? No. You're the one that watched, uh, American idol of the two of us. Yeah, but he wasn't, he didn't win anything. No, he, but he was in, he was, he was in a season. That oh, he he's watched. a Mormon. Shocking. He was they're not I, they're not taking too kindly to the gay thing. I think he uh <laughs> d- uh he <laughs> was on an episode of iCarly. Okay. Yeah. TV preparing ending December 1990. On the first we have Alvin and the Chipmunks, as well as the Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 ending. 
both of those ending, both of those cartoons, both of those, Andrew, well, Andrew's probably seen Alvin and Chipmunks. In the box office in December 1990, on the 14th, we have Edward Scissorhands, as well as Look Who's Talking To. On the 19th, we have Hamlet, starring uh, Mel Gibson, Glenn Close, and Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, gosh, sign me up. <laughs> can you can you guess uh, who Helena Bonham Carter is playing? Is it the... I don't young, know Shakespeare. Young, oh, uh, let me guess. So, she's somehow wearing black and is like a dark character. Yes. Uh, of, I believe it's Ophelia. She's the one that ends up killing herself because Hamlet's like, go kill yourself. And then people name their kids that Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. I've no, heard that one. Ophelia. It's <laughs> yeah. like, do you, is that like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Partially because the name sucks, but oh Nine, gosh, eight, eight, eight. Now. Nine eight. Yeah, eight I swear to God, we're about nine eight eight like a bunch of times during every episode now. <laughs> uh, we one of the Christmas episodes deals with suicide again this year. More uh, than one, and it doesn't more than one. Yeah, the one with the um. Oh, the dad. Yeah, the dad. Yeah. His head in the oven or whatever. Yeah, but that was made as a bad nineties joke. On the twenty first, uh, kindergarten cop and Kiki's delivery service. That's Kiki's delivery service is made by Studio Ghibli, which is the, the Totoro people. Totoro people. Yeah. And finally, on the twenty fifth, The Godfather Part Three. All right. <sighs> and in the Billboard charts, uh, number one in the Billboard charts for December nineteen ninety for the first week, it is "I'm Your Baby Tonight" by Whitney Houston, followed by "Because I Love You." Uh, <laughs> Open parentheses, the Postman song, close parentheses, by Stevie B for the rest of the month. I've never heard that song in my life. Continued on for the first full week of December 1990. At number three, we have From a Distance by Bette Midler. Number four, Something to Believe in by Poison. Number five, Love Takes Time by Mariah Carey. Number eight, The Way You Do the Thing You Do by UB40. Number 10, Justify My Love by Madonna. Number 11, High Enough by Damn Yankees. Uh, Number 12, Freedom by George McKell. Number 13, Stranded Stranded by Heart. Number 14, Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. And uh, number 20, Ice, Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Brendan Fraser returning to the silver screen whale, we're looking back at his most popular film, The Mummy. The Mummy is a 1999 action-adventure film starring Encino Man, Natasha's spy mom and Black Widow, the married gay man who doesn't die in four weddings and a funeral as her brother, and Zartan from G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra as the eponymous character for this film. Technically, this is a remake of the 1932 film of the same name, but just like the Tom Cruise version of this movie, the plots are completely different. The story starts in 1290 BC when High Priest Imhotep has an affair with the Pharaoh's mistress. The Pharaoh discovers the affair and is killed by them. Imhotep's lover kills herself as he flees believing she can be revived by him, and later, when he tries to resurrect her, he's stopped by the pharaoh's personal guard, the Medjai. They bury him alive with flesh-eating scarab beetles and lock him away in a sarcophagus, and the Medjai swear to never let him return. Flash forward to 1923 AD, where the brother and sister duo have a map to Hamanatra, where Imhotep is buried, which was stolen from American adventurer George of the Jungle. He makes a deal with them to bring them with him to Hamanatra, where they discover the Book of the Dead, even though they were warned by the leader of the Medjai to stay away. The twins from Constantine reads the Book of the Dead that night and accidentally revives Imhotep, who brings the Ten Plagues back to Egypt while chasing down the adventurers. Rachel from About a Boy determines that if the Book of the Dead revived Imhotep, the Book of Amun-Ra can kill him again. So they travel back to Hamanatra to find it. Meanwhile, Imhotep captures her and wants to use her as the vessel for his dead lover to be reincarnated in. Imhotep gets attacked by some other mummies so she can escape and read from the Book of Amun-Ra, making Imhotep mortal again and then he gets stabbed by Dudley Do-Right, proving that reading is more effective in fighting mummies than guns or something. Then the heroes ride off into the sunset on camels in what was probably an homage to the Last Crusade. And that's The Mummy in a namely 90s minute. More or less. 
And now back to the show. Uh, anywhere you want to go? Oh boy. Um, I recognize <laughs> some of the things from this episode. Do you? What do you recognize? That's kind of it. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. No, no, not at all. Feels um, good. No, I don't know. Like I never saw any, I guess kindergarten cop. I think I saw part of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kindergarten cop was, uh, a 1990 American action comedy film di- directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, Ghostbusters. Right. Um, right. Yeah. and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as John Kimball, a tough police detective working undercover as a kindergarten teacher to apprehend drug dealer Colin Crisp. Uh, before he can get to his in his before he can get to his former wife and son. Oh, the drug dealer is trying to kill his former wife and son. That's right. I haven't seen this in forever. Uh, while undercover, Kimball discovers a passion for teaching he never knew he had and considers changing his profession to become an educator. Uh, Public servant Pam- through and through. Pamela Reed plays his partner, Phoebe O'Hara, and Penelope Ann Miller plays Joyce, I, I, the teacher who becomes his love interest. Uh, the, yeah. The film was released in 1990 and grossed $202 million worldwide with a direct-to-sequel video, or direct-to-sequel, direct-to-video sequel, Kindergarten <laughs> Cop 2, released in 2016. Let me guess, if you don't like child actors, you're not going to like this movie. Um, true, but it's, it's like that nineties Arnold thing where they can get pretty much anyone to, I always thought this movie had like a kid who has to be a cop or something like that. No. So I feel like I'm, what's that thing where you misattribute something? No, that's like when you get the name of a movie wrong. Um, but no, I just always thought it was like a kid movie. Like. The, the, the kid mean, it, was it, was trying to be a cop or something it's like that. Kind of a kid movie, but um, you know, it's it, it is a. Is it for children? No, but you know, like you can watch it on. I think it's a comedy. It's one of those comedy action films that they kind of did with. And all the films around like, that time are just all the same. Like a family action film, like uh, Jingle All the Way, or. Um, True is it true lies? Yeah, true lies was not really for the kids. No, but I mean Elijah Dushku was in it as a teenager. Uh or the other one with uh True Lies was rated R. Was it? Yeah. I watched but that. Kindergarten Cop was rated PG thirteen. What about uh what about the other Arnold one where um it has uh the other Arnold um <laughs> Um, Tom Arnold. The one where twins? No, oh no, no um, the one with Tom Arnold in it. Is that also True Lies? I feel like it's a different one. Uh, Arnold and Arnold. Yeah, the Ar- we talked about it in an episode. Uh, they worked together. On... Oh, it was True Lies. Damn it. Uh, anyway, do you want to, do you want to guess, uh, who, which eighties action hero stars in kindergarten cop two released in 2016? It was an 80s star. Uh, he was in some action movies in the eighties. Um, uh, I don't think I have a guess and he's kind of having a comeback. It's, he was in one of the Rocky movies, specifically Rocky four. That's not going to help you because you don't know no. Rocky movies. Uh, um, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, really? Yeah. The guy that has an engineering degree. <laughs> like a, he has a, he either has a master's or a PhD in engineering. And he's <laughs> starring in Kindergarten Cop 2 featuring himself and... Uh, <laughs> featuring himself. Yes. And... William Bellamy. Bellamy. Three stars. Another unnecessary Hollywood sequel done way too late. Otherwise decent. Oh, are you? uh, Is that from Letterboxd? It is. (laughs) Was that the Hocus Pocus too? (laughs) It was, but it's very relevant to this movie as well, but probably not decent. 
Uh, speaking this of, one's in Spanish. <laughs> speaking, but all caps. Sorry. Speaking of terrible sequels, um, let's talk about the Godfather Part Three. Um, okay, and let's start well, before we even get into it. No, well, yeah, let's 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 give a primer. Godfather Part Three is a 1990 American crime film produced and written, no, produced and directed by Francis Ford Coppola, with a screenplay co-written with Coppola and Mario Puzo. Mario Puzo is the author of the original Godfather book. Um, it stars Al Pacino, Diane Keaton, Talia Shire, Andy Garcia, Eli Wallet. Uh, Joe Montan, yep, Bridget Fonda, George Hamilton, and Sofia Coppola. Um, it is the third and final installment in the Godfather trilogy, a sequel to The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, both released in the seventies, early seventies. Oh, it's so much later, and it concludes the fictional story of Michael Corleone, the patriarch of the Cor- Corleone family, who attempts to legitimize his criminal empire. Um, it also includes fictionalized accounts of the two real life events, the 1987, or sorry, the 1978 death of Pope John Paul the first and the papal banking scandal of 1981 through 82, both linked to Michael Corleone's business affairs. Um, Coppola originally, oh, Coppola and Puzo originally intended for the film to be called the death of Michael Corleone because Coppola considers the Godfather to be a duology, which makes sense because the original Godfather book was part one and two of the Godfather. Um, it's not the same extent. Uh, yeah. Um, part three serves as an epilogue, which is why it seems like hair splitting for a consumer base that can't, doesn't know what that word means. <laughs> A duology or <laughs> or epilogue. epilogue. Like it's the third movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. The Godfather. There's a recut recut version uh, that came out two years ago called The Godfather Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone, uh, which released at the third anniversary of the original movie. Um, uh, before we get into why I think this is a shit movie. I would like to accost you into uh, admitting that or telling us why you will never watch the Godfather series. Uh, it's from the 1970s. I, I don't, I don't want to watch cinema from, this is going to make me sound like a complete jackass. <laughs> I don't want to watch any cinema before 1993. Uh, okay. I find that's, that's your I line. Find the quality distracting, <laughs> but it's, I'm being honest. Like, Watching a like a lo-fi like bad, it just it just seem it's very distracting to me. I have a hard time following the movie. But The Godfather is not lo-fi. It is it is it is a, it is good cinema. It's not like it's not like there's sets falling apart. It's set no, in like but the I 19s, feel like it does that thing where like tens. the voices are like disembodied from the actors and no that's you're thinking spaghetti westerns and like the 1960s no i'm thinking literally like the first season of the x-files was shit garbage like it just that's a tv it's like there, series i know but there is a transition yes somewhere in the early 90s from like really bad like bad audio and like they just like you can tell that the person that's talking like isn't i I don't know i just don't old movies are hard for me to watch because i can't deal with like some of the quality issues i acknowledge that but there are there are i'm not saying the movie's poor quality i'm saying like audio the experience of watching it is low quality and i'm saying i'm acknowledging that there are a majority of films from the 70s and 80s that 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 happens for but what about like You've watched Star Wars. You've watched Indiana Jones. Yeah, true. Those those were made. I will say there are genres that I'm not that interested by. Like mm-hmm. we talked about this in one of the episodes for the holiday special fantasy. Not going to do it for me. Okay. Not going to be watching Lord of the Rings. Not going to be right. watching Game of Thrones. But you like um, mafia uh, stuff doesn't doesn't really it doesn't interest me. Mm. Okay. It's just not one of those things because it's all kind of like trite and kind of just very stereotypical and like you already uh, kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, okay. But uh, uh, okay. I understand that. Um, like I'm just not, com- it's not compelling to me, even if it's a great movie uh, or series, it's just not compelling. Cause I'm not that interested in the subject matter, I guess. Uh, 
I see what you're saying. And like uh, on the surface, it does look like a, it is a gangster movie, but it's, it's, it's more about the drama in the family, <laughs> which I guess is also not a genre that you <laughs> care about. No, I, I go to the real housewives for yeah, that. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Okay. Okay. That's, that's fair. And I know, I, I know your preferences. I'm not going to, well, cause most of the time I was like, cause I don't want to. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's literally <laughs> your usual response. Um, I, I, I think everyone should see the original Godfather and Godfather part two. If the first one was compelling enough because I know I know you you'll get bored in the second yeah, one. Yeah, the first one's only like four hours long, right? Yeah. And the second one is only double that length because there's literally <laughs> two movies in one. Um but yeah it, it it is such it is it is a tight, perfect movie for such a long run runtime. Uh but the Godfather part three fails. <laughs> Um, right. Because it well, is in, who's shocked by this, right? And but it's because it's not as as they say. Coppola says that the part one and two is a duology. Um, it's not a trilogy. It it doesn't continue the themes of the original movies. Um, I feel like they waited too long. Well, in the the in universe explanation is that it it's his it's towards the end of his life. Um. When has that ever worked? You know, right? I mean, this is before like sequel culture, but yeah, you're oh, you're right. Because I was about to say, well, they just did the Star Wars sequels, and the, it was the first proof of concept those... that sequels like number three doesn't work. Yeah, uh, or a a like long spaced out uh, revival uh, doesn't work. But and Kindergarten <laughs> Cop two was another good illustration of that. Yes. For all the star Wars prequels and sequels, we have kindergarten cop two, uh, but, <laughs> but I don't know. Godfather part three, it just rubs me the wrong way. The Mike, Michael has spent his years being an evil. He, he's, he's fallen into the evil side of, of himself and the, he got dragged down by the crime family and now he wants also, to get out. How do you legitimize like an entire lifetime of criminal activity that you can't do that? <laughs> you, you, you get rid of, you get rid of the crime and sweep it under the rug. So you actually just take care of people's dry cleaning instead of using it as a front. Yeah. They're for money laundering. Uh, they're actual just uh, garbage. Uh, they actually wait, collect waste, garbage. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Sanitation workers. Yeah. They just harass people with garbage to pay their monthly bill instead of, Asking for protection money or whatever. Exactly. Um, I, I think I, I honestly don't remember the intricate plot details because it's so boring. Like I, <laughs> I, I my reaction to this well, film. Yeah. My reaction to this film is your reaction to the original Godfather, uh, more or less, just because it's just like it is. It's they leave the heart, uh, they take the heart out of it and, or they, they try to pass the heart on to Michael's uh, daughter. Um, oh, that always works so well. Yeah. Ray, Ray Skywalker, um, which I'm not entirely mad about, uh, but it's just, what's his face is in this. Um, Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia is like the bastard son of, of Michael's brother and uh, he thinks he's entitled to the crime family or whatever. And, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's bogged down, which my explanation <laughs> you mean, you is mean Terry Benedict, which is the only thing I can read. Like see Andy Garcia as from ice and is that NCIS no, is from that? oceans, the ocean series. Oh, Terry Benedict. Yes. Yes. Isn't he in like an NCIS too? Or a CSI? Oh. I might be thinking Anthony Paglia. Yeah, you're thinking of Anthony Paglia. Paglia. Yes. He was in Without a Trace. Ah, see, they're all the same. Paglia guy. What's his name? Uh, Andy Garcia. He was in the recent reboot of. um, Anthony LaPaglia was in Without a Trace. Oh, who was Andy Garcia? And he was. Andy Garcia was recently in. the father of the bride 
reboot that didn't do well. Yes, he was. <laughs> you know, it did. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Sophia Coppola had to take over the role from Winona Ryder. I think Winona Ryder may have, might have, may have, might have, may have, may have oh, made this movie IMDb better. Thing. IMDb looks different today. <laughs> Everything's like changing. Uh, bleep bloop. But uh, yeah, so Sophia Coppola just did this on a whim and she wasn't a trained actress and uh and it showed it showed <laughs> no and she's a great director um she did she she said in interviews that she never actually wanted to be an actress but she was just doing it as a favor to her father um and uh, she kind of brings the heart to the story but it's just it's just so bad and then she dies <laughs> and yeah um yeah the the only redeeming thing from this movie is uh just when i thought the just when i thought i was out they pull me back in uh, and people quote that all the time uh so i'm gonna give you a choice for the last subject do you want to talk about tim burton's edward scissorhands uh starring johnny depp and winona Ryder and anthony michael hall um or do you want to talk oh. about Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, which is a Miyazaki film from Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah, let's do that one. I'm not. I don't. Edward Scissorhands. It's the longer quiz. That's fine. It's exhausting. Okay. Um. Well, Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, or Majo no Takubin. Uh, which is literally translated as Witches Express Home Delivery is a 1989 Japanese animated fantasy film uh, written, produced, and directed by Heo Miyazaki. And it's the Japanese uh, Japanese Sub- version with subtitles. With English subtitles, yeah. With English subtitles was released in December 20th, 1990. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I remember when I was... I mean, it was after this, but uh, when like Totoro was big and Kiki's Delivery Service was big, um, and we were like, I don't know, seven because oh, yeah, yeah, the English dub came out, yeah, and uh, I, we went to the old Seattle Wajimayas, which had a Kinokuniya bookstore in it, still does, just different location now, and uh, they had like everything by the counter was just either Totoro or Kiki's delivery service. And, um, I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie. <laughs> no, I, I was vaguely aware of it. Mm. <clears throat> like it's, but I have not seen it. Like it's, it's the, it's the girl with the broomstick and she has like a, a purple dress and a r- red ribbon. In oh, it hair. has actual people in it. Oh, the, the dub. Yeah. Yeah. So the dub was released, um, under a 15 year distribution partnership with Disney. Uh, between Disney and Studio Ghibli, and uh, that dropped in 1997. Uh, oh, uh, premiered the dub first premiered in theaters at the Seattle International Film Festival. Oh, I imagine that. Yeah, is that still a thing, or is that move around? No, it's still there. Uh, there's everyone has their own. San Luis Obispo. I like. I'm a. I'm an occasional screener for the San Luis Obispo International Film Festival. Um, but uh, what was I saying? The point of Kiki's delivery service is what was the point? Um, It's about, yeah, it's. Is this where FedEx started? (laughs) Yes. Oh, uh, so she's a 13 year old trainee, witch Kiki, and she lives home taking her black cat, Gigi, and she flies in her broomstick. (laughs) That's cool. We don't know anything about it. We haven't seen it. No, no, no. I mean, it probably is worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. Ghibli movies are great. Um, I just haven't seen this one. Uh, but we're going to take a quick quiz. Uh, BuzzFeed quiz. Because that's what we do. And Does, So, uh, <clears throat> spend a day in this cottage to reveal your Ghibli. I don't think you're allowed to reveal <laughs> your Ghibli. I think that's the <laughs> prosecutable offense. The full title. Uh, you can find the, the link in our description below. Spend a day in a magical cottage to find out which studio Ghibli character <laughs> is your soulmate. And the subtitle. I still think revealing your Ghibli is. <laughs> um, uh, are you ready? Sure. 
Okay, so we're going to start the day with a household chore. Dusting, taking out the garbage, uh, cleaning the bathroom, making breakfast, or doing the laundry. How's making breakfast a chore? Mm. I feel like four of these are chores, and the other one is just something you have to do. Well, I hate making breakfast. I like eating breakfast. Uh I hate making it. I I like making breakfast. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to take out the garbage. Okay. That one feels the least like a chore to me. On to the next chore. Cleaning the bedroom. Arranging books and items. Gathering wood. Or ghiblies, as Andrew said. Uh, harvesting <laughs> herbs and flowers. And sweeping the porch. I'd sweep. Mm. I, I mean, sweeping's fine. It's fastest. Uh, definitely don't. Yeah. Um, I would most likely arrange books and items because that sounds like a task that isn't actually, again, a chore. It's just something you do when you're not doing your chores. (laughs) It's my turn. It's, oh yeah, no, no, you did both. Okay. It's lunchtime. Have a nice home-cooked meal by making the recipe of Sitsuki's bento box, Kiki's herring pie, Shida's stew, <coughs> Porco Rosso spaghetti, <coughs> and Ponyo's ramen. Uh, hmm. The, the ramen looks good. I kind of, so uh, last year I kind of got into bento. Uh, I can get down on a bento box. Yeah. You would eat the, the umeboshi plum and the, uh, the smelt row over there. No, there's looks gross. I'll go with ramen. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll go with the bento box then. Zone out a bit on a chair. Uh, we have a hanging chair, a wooden chair, a, a poorly padded wooden chair, might I say that's inside for some reason. Um, <laughs> a, uh, looks like a comfortable lounge or lounge chair. That's kind of stiff in the back. Uh, what appears to be a couch. Is that a I, couch? I think so. Yeah, I think it's a couch, um, uh, which is not a chair and, uh, <laughs> a brick wall, which is also not a chair, uh, with a, with half of an unseen upholstered chair. I'm all about a couch. Yeah, I am too. Uh, have you ever tried sitting on those hanging like beds or seats? No, it's impossible. It's horrible. I hate it. You have a visitor. Wait, is it your turn? You you have a visitor. <laughs> Who is it? Gigi, which is like a small black cat. Gigi's Totoro, cat. which well, if you don't know what that is, War. no face, which is out of a nightmare. <laughs> Turnip head, which is also out of a nightmare, and Sosuke, which appears to be a small Japanese boy. Who's shoving Ponyo into a bottle? Uh, you want to go? I, mean, I love a cat, but I'm also a Totoro person. Fair enough. I so you're going with Totoro? No, I'll go with a cat because that's more true to who I am. Uh, then I will take the magical forest creature deity Totoro. Your turn. Not spend time with a small child that's shoving a fish into a bottle. What activity will you two do together? I assume this is the guest that we have. Yeah. Would you hike hiking to a nearby stream, just chill out and read some books, listen to music, forage foraging for berries nearby, or cook a meal together? A cat can't do like most of these things. You're it's a magical cat. <laughs> Cook a meal together with a cat. <laughs> Implications there. I think uh, chilling, chilling out. Chilling. I I would go with. Yeah, chilling with Totoro would be cool, but I think listening to music with Totoro would be cool too, because he likes to play his little flute thing, right? I never saw yeah. that one either. Uh, finally, what does your cottage look like? Does it look like a old? Uh, I would say English townhouse. Or Is that a thatched roof? I'm pretty sure that's an English cottage. Um, what appears to be in uh, a building on the River Thames. No. Uh, what's what? Uh, Venice. 
Venice Canal. Venice. Uh, a Japanese. Is None that, of these are cottages. Is that Ralph Macchio's house? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's the back of Ralph Macchio's house in Cobra. Oh, Kai. it's not his house. It's um the dojo. The dojo. <laughs> yes, uh, the backyard of Mr. Miyagi's dojo. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the house from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and uh, another English house. But this one's uh, a part of, you know, how in has the villages, no windows and it's covered with moss. Yeah. You know how in the village they're all like kind of connected together. Um, I think I'd go with more of like the, the Venetian looking one. Okay. Uh, I guess I would. What does my cottage look like? That's <laughs> what she said. Like, I want to go with the Japanese one, but I know there's a lot of sliding doors and a lot of like tatami mats and futons instead of actual beds. So I'm going to go with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. Ooh, quaint. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, do you want me to go? I got whoever this is. Saiji Amasawa. Sweet, confident, and talented Seiji Amasawa from Whisper of the Heart is your soulmate. You share the same great qualities as him. (laughs) (laughs) These are all just okay. Uh, Apparently this was designed for um, women and uh, (laughs) I got Ashitaka, which uh, is kind and determined and a strong warrior. Prince Ashitaka from Princess Mononoke sees the hero in you, um, which is a movie I've actually seen. So uh, I am Ashitaka. <laughs> Andrew is Seiji Amasawa. Uh, if you were wondering what Studio Ghibli characters were our soulmates. <laughs> We have now revealed to you our Ghiblis. <laughs> Apparently they're going to get our Ghiblis later. <laughs> Is that the thing you make with the turkey? Giblets. Okay. And that's it for this week's edition of Amy 90s. Remember you can find new episodes out every Monday. Check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram if Twitter still exists at Naomi 90s with 90s or find our personal accounts on Twitter if it still exists at B Schwitty and <laughs> at Naomi Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Naomi 90s also with 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website Naomi 90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Princess Mononoke, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. And we'll catch you next time. Rock out with your Ghibli out.